Good evening, Marvel and Marvelettes. It's the Blurred Hulk in the Big Bayou, and we're back to talk about all things Marvel from the big screen to the small print. Feel the pulse in your chest so you know you're alive. Season 1, Episode 2 of the Marvel Tribe. How's everybody doing tonight? Pretty David, good. how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I like that intro. Yeah? All uh, right, cool. That was pretty good. That was. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, so, we got a little thing we're going to talk about. We are going to talk about some rumors. Uh, how do rumors get started? Start about our jealous people. And anyway, that's some old stuff. <laughs> but we're going to talk a little bit about Blade, female Ghost Rider, okay. a little bit of Wesley Snipes, and what his role might be or place might be. Some Midnight Suns team action, uh, Spider Man, Sinister Six, Craven. Uh, appearance, Venom and Carnage, The New Mutants, since technically that's the next movie coming out in the MCU, yep, yep. if you will. Well, and Right. Yeah, we'll right. talk about that. And then we'll hear a little bit from our sponsors. We'll talk about some Black History Month. And then, of course, we'll do our little retro, uh, I guess, character bios. Uh, the Blurred Hulk will be taking on Blade, right? Who am I talking about? Yeah, Blade. Yeah, oh, yes, and yeah. then I will Eric be taking Brooks. on... Uh, Falcon America himself, Mr. Sam Wilson. Yes. So here we go. Let's kick back and talk about a little bit of rumors. Okay. All right. So where do you want to start on the rumor mill here? Let's uh, start with Blade. Let's start with the top. Okay. We'll come back to Blade later on when you do your little char- uh, character bio. But yep. uh, so many things could happen with this this upcoming Blade movie. Uh, I think chief among them is... Is the current is the former Blade? I'm not talking about Sticky Fingers from the TV series, but but is is Wesley Snipes going to make a cameo in this movie? I hope so. Me so, too. I, I I hope so. And if man, I, I gotta say if, if if I don't know Kevin Feige, but if I was him, and if you looked at the source material for Blade, there is a character. If you if there's a character for Wesley Snipes that has his name all over it, it's at the right age. It's the I mean I, it, it, you cannot miss it if you if you read the, any of the origins of of the of the Blade story. So agreed. Um, I don't. Well, I guess should we just say who I think the yeah yeah go ahead. Okay. I know you're going to talk about it more so, in depth, but so. I'll, I'll, so I'll give you a quick thing. So, so Blade, you know, he was, you know, he he was born in the, in the UK, I, I believe, and he, his mom, you know, was bitten by a vampire doctor, you know, Deacon Frost. You guys know Deacon Frost from the Blade movie, made yeah. famous by Wesley Snipes, but different character and stuff, a uh, different role. So, um, anyway, so Deacon Frost bit Blade's mom and transformed Blade into like this half-human, half-vampire person. And anyway, as Blade, he was kind of raised in this brothel, and, and he ran into a character that was this uh, really kind of old jazz musician player. He played the horn. He walked around with a little cane and stuff, but little did we know... He was actually a secret vampire hunter. He's this old, you know, this old black man, and and Blade ran into him in the alley as he was being attacked by some vampires, and realizing this old man can hold his own. Right. He took that sword, you know, out. He took his cane and whooped out this silver sword and just did away with these vampires. And young Blade, I mean, Blade was a boy at the time, was just you know enamored with him and. And he, you know, introduced himself. Um, he is his name was Jamal Afari. This is the character that I think Wesley Snipes will be perfect 
four, he becomes his he becomes his mentor. He ends yeah. up raising Blade, training him in the ways of vampire hunting. And I mean, I don't want to spoil alert, but the comic was out a long time ago. Um, he he ends up getting uh, taken out by Dracula. The vampire gets turned, forcing Blade to kill him. Yeah. And so between you know vampires killing his mom and killing his basically the only father yeah, this, he's ever his mentor, known and yeah. stuff. This turned Blade into the epic vampire hunter that we that we know. So I think Wesley Snipes would do well. It would it would. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean Kevin Feige would do well to cast Wesley Snipes as Jamal Arfari from the Blade Origins if they go that far back to talk. Um, I know they have to kind of reshape. His yeah, they got to do something. Yeah, they, got, they have to. They have to address it somehow. And I think it would be a great uh, uh, nod. To the legend himself, who yeah. put Marvel back on the map. Yeah, it's passing of the torch. It is. It's a I, perfect a passing great, of the torch. Yeah, great, great. I think that's a great idea. So, I, yeah. I originally had thought maybe he'd make a good Dracula. I mean, I know they, that inevitably there would be the yeah. talks of yeah. of Blackula, but yeah. but uh, I just thought he'd be always be a good Dracula. Just something about him. Mm-hmm. He's got. He's just he he exudes that confidence and and almost arrogance. That that just is Dracula's persona, but I love him possibly being a mentor and like literally passing the torch by by playing the Absolutely. person who leads you know Blade to becoming Blade. Yep. Uh, pictures came out. Now we we want to go ahead and put the disclaimer out. These are all rumors. Rumors. rumors you know rumors. we're not talking about anything that's been yes. definite. This is just a place for us Correct. to let our minds and imaginations go Absolutely. and just kind of geek out a little bit. Yep. Female Ghost Rider. Oh, um, yes. possibility for a female Ghost Rider, not Danny Fetch or. Or even uh, the the one that they have from from the uh, from the Shield show, yeah, yeah. but this is a, a possible female Ghost Rider. I don't know if there's going to be any inclusion with it, yeah. but so this is this is um, Marvel's. T- so actually, the female Ghost Rider was the female version of a, of a male character a long time ago. It was kind of one of one of their first adaptations, and we're right right there with She-Hulk. So um, Alejandra Jones is the character uh, who plays uh, the female version of the Ghost Rider, and and the Johnny Blaze himself is actually in it. It's it's it kind of the story takes place around him, just like I'm done, you know, I'm I'm worn out or I'm tired of you know, and he gives up the Ghost Rider mantle and this um this bad chick who you know who was raised in isolation and stuff who was trained ended up uh being chosen to be the new ghost rider and she she takes on the role and she she kicks some butt and stuff i mean she fights the devil i think um oh, I th- definitely mephisto, mephisto? she, she yeah, definitely yeah. fights mephisto yeah so yeah i mean i i haven't read <laughs> m- many of the uh the comics but i do know a little bit about about uh alejandro Jones are the female ghost writers. So I'm there for it. I, I think it's, it'd be kind of cool to see, you know, the great introduction. We just kind of skip past Johnny blaze and just introduce the, the female version of ghost writers. So, so I was thinking about casting mm-hmm. Michelle Ooh. Rodriguez. Ooh, isn't she already a part? Um, she <laughs> is not a part of the, no, she's still she's in not. the, I think she's a Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or something. The other franchise. But yeah, I was thinking it. Michelle Rodriguez might be a really good, yeah, really no. good choice for the for the female Ghost Rider. She's uh, I, 
you hit the nail on I mean, God, I, I think you're in my inside my head. I think she would be perfect for the female ghost rider and stuff. Um, if not her, I would go young unknown. Sure. Sure. I'm always down stuff. for young unknown. Yeah. So someone you can kind of, kind of, and I only say that because how, and I'm not, because of what they did, the treatment, what they did with Spider-Man and stuff. Right. Now, Tom Holland wasn't really unknown, unknown. Sure. He, no, no. He was on Broadway. Yeah. He was, he was on Broadway. Yeah, he's he a train actor. He's done yeah. a few movies, but he wasn't like, Big, so it was. Sure. So I mean, he had his acting chops, so he proved he can take the role. But he was unknown enough to where they can kind of, you can get to know him, you can kind of grow with him. I would do the same thing with uh, if they don't, if they don't, God, if they don't cast her, I would absolutely go that same route of finding like kind of young, uh, young actress that just ready to kind of break out that we can kind of grow with. So, so uh, this was more my thing, but I was thinking about since let's say this Blade movie works, which I hope it does. And they can build upon the universe that Blade presents, which is a lot darker, a lot more supernatural. Yes. Plus you, you tie into the fact that it looks like Dr. Strange two is going to be very supernatural. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Dr. Strange was on a team with Blade. Um, and also Morbius who, yep. you know, what what universe is he in? We're still kind of whatever. Yeah. Uh, but also Moon Knight, who's mm-hmm. supposed to have his own Netflix or yep. not Netflix, uh, uh, Disney, Disney, Plus. Plus. Disney Plus, and then Iron Fist, who they will yes. get the rights back to. Yep. Well, we already talked about yep. Iron yep. Fist. We'd like a different actor to play yes. him. Yes, please. But, make but that if you happen. take a team of 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 Morbius, Doctor Strange, Moon Knight, Iron Fist, and Blade. And you have what made up the Midnight Suns. The Midnight Suns. Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, one of, one of Blade's team. So. So something, something to think about, anybody out there, Absolutely. that if you, if this supernatural aspect of the MCU or Disney Plus works, then maybe that's something they can dig into. Give us a nice superhero, supernatural fighting team. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I love the concept of a, a team that, you know, kind of fights what goes bump in the night. Heck so yeah. I, I'm, I'm a big horror movie fan. Sure, so same. If you put anything with comics in that horror genre and stuff, I'm there for it and stuff. I, I never got the opportunity to read uh, the Midnight Suns, the comic book version right. of it and stuff. But I, I've seen some of the covers and I, I was like, this, this, this seems pretty interesting. So... But yeah, it's some interesting I, stuff. It is, yeah. it is. So I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. Midnight Suns team up, and then I think we're gonna see. I'm hoping we're gonna see a lot more different team ups and stuff. I mean, there we're already, there's already hinting at like, I mean, even good and bad. You know, the the Sinister Five, Sinister Six. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Ooh, correction. And it's Sinister Six and stuff. I mean, it's not just the Avengers. There's a lot of oh, yeah. different uh, team team ups and stuff. We got that Zemo. Exists. We could yeah. see the Masters of Evil. We talked yes, about Masters of Evil. So, I mean, the Thunderbolts. I mean, we yes, there's a, there's Thunderbolts. All. Justice like lightning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and 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 in truth, uh, I mean, Guardians is so it's not just Avengers. Guardians of Guardians of the Galaxy is actually another team up group and stuff that just a bunch of different heroes and stuff sure. together to fight fight for justice and stuff. So I'm I'm there for different team ups and see what uh, the Marvel uh, different phases and stuff are going to offer up to us. So. Speaking of segue into Sinister Six. Ooh. The Spider-Man franchise, we are having, there'll be a third movie. Yes. Uh, yes. What we know now is uh, his identity has been released to the public by J. Jonah Jameson. So there's a bunch of people talking that Kraven could be the next villain in the Spider-Man franchise. And if that does happen, um, I know we had talked about 
months before about Black Panther 2. Yes. About a great way to introduce Craven. Yep. Uh, would be as like an African game hunter or yep. something since he's he's a trophy collector. Absolutely. So we'll definitely do a, um we'll do some villains and we'll do a bio on, on Craven because oh, yeah, we'll he's do got a, a fascinating history. Deep dive into that. And, and so but with a possible Craven appearance plus Carnage's little thing at the end of Venom. I know that these aren't things that that work out, but rumor wise, yes, you could build up to quite a a, a really good Sinister Six. You could absolutely uh, where you could have Craven the Hunter, Venom, Carnage, Mysterio, who I don't think is dead. No, Vulture. Uh, yeah, Vulture. Yes, and absolutely. and and now that we've seen Vulture in the Morbius trailer, yes, yeah. I mean, what, what what are we doing here? Like, what's <laughs> like what's happening? But what we do have is we can have a gallery of Spider-Man foes that is as impressive as the young man has been playing Spider-Man. See, and I'm I'm on board with that. I'm even more on board with it now that we got Sam Raimi on. <laughs> so here's the thing: like in the Morbius, I mean that the we saw the picture on the background as as uh, Morbius actually walks by a Spider-Man. That's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Yes, it is. It is. And it says murderer, which is a hint nod to him being called a murderer by Mysterio and the latest uh, latest Spider-Man and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is rumor and speculation, but it just kind of fits. And I hope they run with it in, in the way I'm, 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 I'm seeing it unfold and stuff. But yeah, I'm there for a Sinister Six. I want. I would love to see Sam Raimi be at the helm of yes. that and kind of make that dark you know, force come to light and stuff and flesh that out. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Not to mention when you talk about star power and money-making, you then have a cast of Tom Holland, Tom Hardy, Michael Keaton, uh, Woody Harrelson, legendary Woody Harrelson, um, whoever you would pick to play Craven. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an impressive. I would give Liv Schreiber. And then I'll give Liv Schreiber. Oh, I love Liv. I love Liv Schreiber. The X Men universe that we knew is gone, so he's not. Right, so he's not saber tooth anymore. anymore. So yeah, Liv Schreiber. I'm. I think he would make a great Craven. Oh man, he would. Yeah. Yep. So, it, hey, if you guys want to have a meeting, you know, Kevin, you can bring <laughs> us in, man. We'll Absolutely. come and we'll yeah. we'll shoot some ideas to you. So the next movie, technically. Uh, April 3rd is New Mutants. Yes. So uh, Josh Boone is the director. He has done a couple of things, but it really hasn't been a, a lot. Like he he's he hasn't directed a lot of things. But I think The Fault in Our Stars is the, the only full thingy he's directed. Yep. But going through the list that we have so far, we've got uh, Ronnie Sinclair – who it might be Ryan because she's she's Irish or Scottish. She's Scottish. So it's like Ryan Sinclair. Rain. Uh, Rain. Yeah. Plays Wolfbane. Werewolf. Uh, Maisie Williams is playing her. Yes. uh, From Game of Thrones. Thrones. She's awesome. Yep. Um, And then you've got Ilyana Rasputin, which is, of course, Colossus's sister. Yep. Magic. Magic. Playing by uh, Anya Tayer Joy. I'm so glad you said her name because I could not pronounce it. Yes. So you would know her. She was uh, uh, Tomasin on The Witch. Yep. And she was in both Split and Glass. Yes, she was a part so of that. So she's part of that little superhero universe in its own. Yep. Um, Sam Guthrie, or Cannonball, yep. he's played by Charlie Heaton, uh, who was Jonathan Byers on Stranger Things. Yep. And then you've got Roberta DaCosta, who is Sunspot, being played by Henry Zaga. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. who was Brad on 13 Reasons Why. Yep. And then Danielle Moonstar playing Mirage by Blue Hunt, who was uh, Anadu on the show The Originals. Nice. So you've got a, a young... Very young. Even though they're four years older now <laughs> when the industry started <laughs> yes, filming. Yeah. But you have a, a young, talented cast. Now, breaking down power-wise, uh, Wolfsbane turns into a wolf. Werewolf, yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, magic, all, all kinds of sorcery. She's technically uh, the, the queen of the, of, of, uh, of the limbo uh, dimension. But I believe that she would be a key to lining up the new mutants from the Fox X-Men canon to possibly the MCU because she can Uh, open a portal into limbo Mm -hmm. where time travels differently. It's possible that it could be, she could open up something to escape whatever this movie is about Mm -hmm. and they could end up in present day MCU. Okay. Which is possible. That's just something. Uh, Cannonball who he, he projects a field around himself and, and shoots himself like a cannonball. <laughs> uh, when in this form, he is almost invulnerable. He's so in this form, he is like, um, what's the dude from uh, X-Men that, um, uh, the juggernaut juggernaut. He is, he is essentially yeah, an unstoppable high, force, uh, yeah. high speed bullet juggernaut. So yes. Yeah. Um, and then sunspot who recently has become because of his power, one of the most, Powerful mutants on the planet now has to wear a dampening belt. He absorbs uh, solar energy yep. and transforms it to both strength, uh, stamina, durability, and he can fire bolts of oh yeah of solar whatever I guess fire. But uh, but he's become so powerful from constantly absorbing the sun that he has to wear a dampening Correct. belt now. Uh, and then you've got uh, Daniel Moonstar Mirage, who literally can, can take make mirages. Yeah, yes. make yeah. Yeah, she takes. Mirage. So she takes your greatest fear and she can make it like it's it's happening to you. And so she's the main main character that they all kind of surround. Yeah, like, she's surround she's usually the field leader. Correct. Uh whenever they do that. So with a new X-Men movie, they're definitely going to be rebooting that. But if they do wait longer, we've now had 8 years since they started filming New Mutants. Yeah. yeah. So, but if this movie does well, if it's the darkness they want, if they somehow want to lead it into present day MCU, uh, that would jumpstart them wanting to get a new mutants movie in Deadpool's canon. Yep. Deadpool which means Colossus is canon. canon. Yes. So. Which makes this loose. This is loose. I mean, until we see what they do. Yeah. I mean, we, I, no idea. We, we know Disney called for some reshoots. Oh yeah. Some, some small reshoots. Yeah. So I'm hoping those reshoots were, were directed by Marvel to kind of somehow tie stuff in. That would be awesome. Even even if I mean I'm even if it's a it's a, if it's a after credit scene and stuff, just just something because I I would like I mean like you said, Deadpool, Colossus, Magic. I mean, I, I know I'm fishing for things. The line is but there. I mean, it's, there. Yeah, it's, it's there. It's there. It's there. So if they, if they want to pursue it, if this looks like a moneymaker yeah. or even something that that people enjoy wanting to see more of, I, if this is a good movie, I'd want to see more. Yeah, and I was there. I'm there for it. Like I was so. And maybe this is my bias against Fox and what they, how they've handled X Men and stuff. I always haven't been a big fan of of the way Fox uh, produced Marvel content and stuff. Okay, um, so I wasn't too excited about this because I was like, oh, another they're gonna mm, okay, right. another another one. So, but Disney got their hands on Fox. Mm. I mean, this is the only reason why. 
it didn't come out two years ago and stuff because they're in the middle of that negotiating deal buyout for for Disney and they bought out Fox and then they took the property and they shelved it and then they really, from my understanding, they looked at it and it's like, there's a lot of money been invested into this and stuff. So we're gonna do some reshoots and we're gonna re-release this and stuff. And so I'm here for it. And I recently rewatched the as I was telling you earlier, rewatched the trailer. And I mean, I, I don't know if it's if it's just the the Pink Floyd soundtrack music, uh, the you know the another brick on the wall. Right. We don't need no like. Uh, it's just ominous. It's, I had this feeling. You like you remember when uh, um, uh, Jordan Peele did um, what was that recent movie? Uh, I got he five did? on it. Yeah, that he did that kind of ominous tone and stuff. Us, yeah, us. I was like, okay, I'm there for it. Just the music got me so there. ominous for such a happy, yeah. like, upbeat <laughs> tune. So same, so same here. So we don't need no mind control. Like, I'm, I'm there for it. I, I like the darkness of it. It looks like it's, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a nice little, and it's, it's in between the startup for the for the next phase in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and stuff. So whether it's it's canon and it's remained to be seen, I hope so. Yeah, I'm 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 there for it if it is. So, and if yeah, if it is, it'll make uh, it'll make some decent money. Oh yeah. And speaking of money, oh. we'd like to pause now for a word from our sponsors. All right. And we're back. How about that? Man, uh, that big, was a yeah, good break. Big ups to Andy for for handling our, our. Definitely check out our sponsors. Yeah, they're they're awesome people. Hundred percent. So it is February, and February brings with it. Valentine's Day, but nobody really cares about that. But it's also very, very important because it's Black History Month. Absolutely. And uh, today when we do our character bios, it'll be about two very, very prominent uh, African-American characters who were both introduced in the 70s. Yes. um, And various, definitely different parts of the MCU, but have both risen to become Avengers. Right now, Blade is a present-day Avenger. Yep. Uh, and uh, Sam kind of wades back and forth with what he wants to do. And um, I thought maybe that my fabulous co-host, David, maybe take a minute to talk about in in a medium that tends to be predominantly white and for a long time was, but is now full of, I mean, think of the success of Black Panther. Oh, absolutely. And, and, And how, I mean, that's probably the movie I'm anticipating the most is Black Panther 2. And it's definitely the movie that I think got the most Oscar buzz. It was very well received. It was uh, most people were just amazed at the the storyline behind it, uh, the rich culture that it added um, to everything. And even as a character himself, uh, for those who don't know, when 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 uh, T'Challa was first introduced, uh, his original costume was uh, a mask that had the mouth open. And people were worried that uh, with him being black, uh, it would affect the sales putting him on the cover. Mm-hmm. So they gave him a solid face mask, even though he was a Black Panther from Africa. Africa yeah. um, which, so we've come a long there, way. It, yeah, and their logic behind that too was also, I think it was deep rooted in in uh, Tarzan. Tarzan's also from Africa, but. Yeah, he's, well, my, he's, he's he's the white guy. My, in the, my roommate the from college was a white guy from South Africa. Yeah, so, so that's so. Like, <laughs> Shout well, out to Yovan. Yeah, so they're like, yeah, if we put Black Panther in a mask and not reveal quite yet that he's a black guy and stuff, you know, we can get some comic sales. Yeah, and stuff but I, but I thought maybe uh, you know more than most, you would have a nice 
rooted as, I mean, the, your your name itself, the Blurred Hulk. Absolutely. Blurred is a black nerd. Yep. yep. Thank you, Scrubs, for that reference. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I thought maybe you'd want to talk a little bit about yeah. what it means to you as, as a comic book reader and as a as someone now in the sci-fi and the comic realm. So absolutely. the floor is yours, sir. So for me, like, um, growing up as a kid, you know, like I said, I, if you listen to the last podcast, you know, I told you my favorite uh, character is is the Incredible Hulk. But my um, but what really got me jazzed in comic books in the comic book world was actually Black Panther. So it was the first comic book that uh, I got from my grandfather. He gave it to me only because it was a, it was a black guy. He didn't know anything about comics. He knew I, I kind of had some comic books. It was kind of his way of bonding. And I never heard of Black Panther. I was a kid at the time. So when I got the comic book and I read it, I can't tell you. Like, I've read comic books. I've read Superman. No DC, you know, we're talking about DC stuff, but you know, <laughs> all, all those, all those comic books, and you know, and, and for for a kid, you know, who has imagination like most kids do and stuff, um, there's something about seeing someone that's like you having that existing in this in this world being a uh, being a hero you can put yourself like i i've i pretend to be hulk because hulk's green he's not i mean you know bruce banner's white yeah that's fine <coughs> hulk when he turns to rage monster he's green and stuff so so but you know i i never you know put myself in in superman if so i was like okay i'm the black superman or or you know when when you're a kid growing up and stuff and and really race wasn't a, a thing all i knew was there was a a, a hole where you know for for minorities and, and people of color in comic books and then so when black panther came out it 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 opened something i didn't know that was that didn't you know that that was there you know i was like oh wow there's a comic person that looks just like me and stuff this is freaking cool he not only that he has awesome powers and mm-hmm. stuff. amazing powers he's the king he's he's richard and tony stark and stuff who i i mean it was it was it was it was fantastic and it was and you know shots out always to the beloved legendary you know stan lee and jack kirby and stuff like it it means a lot to, to have representation even for 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 women in in comic books and stuff it means a lot it's not just you know these uh you know damsels who are you know with big you know what's and you know plays a minor role and stuff there's some Help really me. bad a word i don't know if this is <laughs> whatever badass chicks that just kick you know that just kicking butts and taking names and so same same with with and so same with you know uh, for black comics and stuff um and so you know we with you know falcon and blade and and it wasn't wesley snipes did an amazing solid for us when he really championed getting blade i mean he was like dude we need to make Blade. This is the time. I'm the perfect person to do this and stuff. And Marvel was at the time was kind of just hemorrhaging money, almost on the and bankrupt. They had an idea for movies. It just didn't kind of work. Right. They sold off some of their big name properties and stuff. And Wesker Science was pushing and it just kind of lined up at the right time. And he was able to, they, you know, he found the studio, the uh, Marvel green lit it. It wasn't really a Marvel production. Like they got credit, right. but they—I mean, I think they made less than ninety grand off of the first Blade movie and stuff. But when we saw it on the big screen, it wasn't like, "Hey, this is a black superhero." This was just a superhero 
dude, and and we we all knew he was black, and he was bad. He was amazing. He was, I mean, seeing Blade on the big screen. Not only that, I mean, to me, it seemed like it was not like it was set up like okay, it's an R-rated movie, right? How many R-rated superhero movies have you seen before that and stuff? None. None. They didn't exist. Um, it was low budget. They really compared to movies today. It was really low budget and stuff, and it killed in the box office. People were craving it. It was fun. It was it was amazing. And with all, I mean, if you look at it, if you go back and look at it now, the the CGI and the the you know the the VFX and stuff stuff. It was it was what it is dated. And stuff. It's what you expected for that era. Yeah, but it was, it was amazing. So watching that, I was in high school when Blade came out and stuff. It was just like, oh man, my 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 blurred heart hurt. Just it just skipped a beat. It was it was it was kind of cool. It's like, yeah, you know, black people do read you know comic books. You know, it's it's a uh, you know, and 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 even back then and stuff, it still was kind of a niche um, thing. Just in just in general, you know, people who read comic books and stuff, let alone people of color who did and stuff. And so now it's more mainstream. Sure. And Black Panther, I mean, God, my daughter, who doesn't read comic books, neither does my son, uh, love, love Black Panther and stuff. And it's for the same reasons I, I fell in love with comics and the same reason I fell in love with Black Panther. My daughter got to watch, you know, uh, Shuri, who's her age, on the big screen, kicking kicking butt and taking names and stuff. And it just, it, it I can see in her eyes, it kind of just, you know, there's this swelling of pride. When you can look at things that that is a rep- representation of yourself and stuff, and so for me, I I I, I love the direction that Marvel went. They could have easily just you know, I mean, out of the thousands and thousands of characters and stuff, could easily just said, you know what, hey, we we we're 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 good on on our roster. We don't we don't probably need to go this route, right? And our you know, and but that wasn't the case. This this was planned. This was like, yeah, these are important characters and stuff. And there's a reason why they're important characters because Marvel Universe represents everybody and stuff. It's one thing I like over I like about Marvel versus DC is that all the characters are believable and believably flawed. And so with that, it, it reflects who we are as human beings and sure. stuff. So, you know, there's, you know, they, they, they get characters who battling mental illness, um, you know, characters with disabilities or characters of color, not, not just characters who are, you know, the guy who has the little curl and wear glasses as a secret identity and <laughs> changes in phone booths or anything, you know, the perfect, you know, uh, whatever and stuff. I, I'm not going to get into that but they're 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 real people with backstories and and stuff and so the thing is seeing a, a black person out there it's like oh there's also real black people with the same thing that's being represented in the marvel universe and stuff so um i i think it's i think it's great and we're gonna see a lot more and I, yeah. I can't i can't wait it's I'm, I'm here for the ride i'm i strapped in and let's let's take this roller coaster that's awesome so we got marshall ali yes be playing the new Blade Academy and, Award winner. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I have to put respect on that. That's name. right. Academy Award yes, winner, Mashallah Ali. Phenomenal. I mean, God, the Great last thing I saw him in was the HBO uh, True, True Detectives. Detectives. Oh. If you have not seen it, I know it's not Marvel, but go see it. If you want to see what the new Blade, like that death of character and role that actor is about to bring, well, go watch True Detective and you'll see. He's a phenomenal actor and stuff. And so... 
Yeah, I mean, I can go, I can go on and on, um, but I'm, I'm here, I'm here for it. I mean, we, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a lot of uh, characters. We saw some women, uh, female empowerment and stuff. I mean, what kind of, I get. <laughs> right his his guards his guards are the baddest i mean i think they one thing one criticism i have is that like while they did show them kick some butts and stuff in the comics they're even more badass oh yeah they're, they're even yeah they are amazing yeah. the dora milage is a is a force to be reckoned with oh yeah stuff. so yeah that's there was one scene in the in the civil or in civil war where uh black widow went to go talk to t'challa and his door Milaj came and got in between them. It's like, move, or we'll move you. I started to squeal in the theater like a little boy comes, like we get to see oh fight. Like oh. that would have been a fight. I would I wish that would have happened. And you saw T'Challa smirk. <laughs> Cause you know he knows that would, you know, yeah, the back widow and her. Be careful, Natasha. Yeah. And that's a matchup <laughs> we can talk about in the yeah. future episode. Oh, because, I would love to talk about that. While people would like automatically back widow. She's part of the Avengers. No, sir. I don't know. Like, dude, these, yeah, these women are fierce and stuff. So, and I, I'll happily bring some receipts. So if we have that, <laughs> if we have that battle and stuff. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's you know, so it's Black History Month. We, you know, we, we celebrate, um, it should just be American History Month, but at some point it will get there. Uh, but for right, right now, we, we celebrate the accomplishments and, you know, uh, that, that black people contribute to this great nation of ours. And whether it's through fantasy, through, you know, through reality, through, through every, through all endeavors and stuff. I mean, we're part, we're part of this, this, this country like everybody else and stuff. And, and this is why I love doing Marvel Tribe here with, with my, with my brother in arms, my, my co-host here, the, the real Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and you know our our amazing uh, producer over here, Mr. Big Papa Studio, Big Papa. Big, Big Papa. So yeah, I'm I'm and I'm having fun with it and stuff. And so yes, our tribe is open to everybody. So yeah, that's I'll, I'll end it with that. So that's awesome. That's that's really good. Shout out to Christopher uh, Priest for uh, for leading his own miniseries with Black Panther that oh really really yes. pushed him to the forefront. Yep. Uh, eventually led him and Storm being a member of the Fantastic Four with T'Challa leading the Fantastic Four for for quite a bit. Yep. So uh, they've done wonders with 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 everything. Storm's another character, Aurora Monroe. Oh, I'd love Aurora. to yes. love to dig into her at some point. Um, and her history. So we're going to move on to some character bios because it's, it's time for a little bit of a retro throwback. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you want to go first? Want me to go first? No, I go for it. I talked. Okay. Uh, um, Perfect. So I'm doing my retro character on Mr. Sam Wilson himself, uh, the Falcon, who is our new Falcon America, as I like to call him. <laughs> so he's got a, an interesting uh, past. Uh, Sam Wilson was born... Uh, and, and was surrounded by violence at a young age. He was born in, in, in Harlem, and that, that's where he grew up. He lost his, uh, his mother and his father to gang violence, mm-hmm. and then his father was a pastor and was killed trying to break up uh, a, a skirmish between gang members, and his mother was killed. Now, all of this uh, unlocked an anger inside of Sam that uh, caused him to go the wrong way, if you will. And so he adapted a persona of Snap Wilson, as we called himself, Sam Snap Wilson. It, it was the 70s. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> so um, he began working kind of for the mob in his area of Harlem. Well, he was on a transport 
uh, and his plane crashed over this island called Exile, where the Red Skull and Captain America were having a little tete-a-tete. And so the Red Skull used something called uh, the Cosmic Cube, which has made an appearance yep. in, in the MCU. And he granted Sam these powers to be able to telepathically communicate with birds. Uh, they call it uh, aviary uh, communication or tele, tele something. So, uh, so he uses and he sends them against Captain America, who is able to kind of break through this spell that Skull has over him. And uh, they beat the Red Skull off. And Sam decides that he wants to try and become a hero. He's inspired by Captain America and everything that happens. So Mr. Black Panther himself, T'Challa, builds him a a harness that allows him to fly. And then you take his flight and then he begins to train nonstop with Captain America, which if you're going to learn how to fight... Captain America is pretty darn good person to learn from. Absolutely. So uh, he had a falcon with him at the time that he had a pet pet falcon, Sam did, and his name was Red Wing. And so that's kind of where the skull kind of got the idea to make his power and and everything like that. So him and Captain America become partners, and they start to fight a a lot of stuff together. Mm -hmm. Uh, They become as, I mean, almost as more iconic to me than Captain America and Bucky, because when I started reading Captain America comics, it was Captain America and the Falcon. Yep. Um, So during this time, a lot of stuff starts to happen, including a guy named Henry Gyrich uh, takes over the Avengers of which Cap was the leader in and out of. And he decides to add Falcon to the roster to fulfill what he calls a quota. Mm-hmm. This does not make Sam happy. So on his first opportunity to quit, he leaves because he doesn't want to be a quota. a quota. He wants to be an Avenger if he wants to be an Avenger. Correct. So he continues to help Cap, and eventually Captain America gets the super soldier serum taken from him. Uh, so without any powers, he begins to age back to his frail, because you know Captain America is pretty old, Mm. Uh, so Captain America gives the mantle uh, to Falcon, gives him the shield, making him the new Cap. So it's at this point, while he's working with Cap's shield, he's also working with shield, yep. Nick Fury's shield. So they begin to send him on missions, and he has philosophical differences with shield. The thing about Sam is that he is very, uh, he's very politically charged. Mm. He does things that are right, for the right of the people. He's not, he won't be used as a toy. He won't be used as a weapon. He won't be used as a, as an agenda. He has an incredible sense of ethics about him and he sticks to it. And so shield has a a philosophical, philosophical difference with him. So he leaves, he decides to step down from both the U S government and, 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 and he gives up the mantle of captain America because, well, he gives up the ideal of Captain America because he decides that Captain America needs to be more socially active. It's time to hit the streets. It's time to show what Captain America can do in the neighborhoods, not just on a global scale, but on a, on a neighborhood scale. So he becomes really social, socially active, and uh, Cap gets his powers back. But instead of taking the mantle, he just becomes Steve Rogers. He says, you're doing well. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. So for a while... 
Steve Rogers is just Steve Rogers. And Falcon continues to be Captain America. He joins the Avengers and everything happens. So he comes to a point where he steps down from Captain America. Uh, he gives the shield back. He gives the mantle back. Um, there was this thing called Hydra Cap that happened. It was an interesting storyline where when Cap got his powers back, uh, he was brainwashed into an alternate Cap who was a shield, was an, was an agent of Hydra. And so Sam sees basically the man he's trusted most of his life as now a secret agent of Hydra, and he attacks him wholeheartedly. And he brings down, he's part of bringing down the entire operation. And uh, Cap comes to, like, gets his memory back. They get the new Cap back. Uh, the, the real Captain America comes back. And then Sam finally says, you're Captain America. I just want to be Sam Wilson. And he's kind of recently stepped away from uh, not really the superhero life because he's still a champion, but he's become more like street level. Uh, so he's gone back to his old neighborhoods. He's, he's worked on the crime of, of his neighborhood. He um, works on social work uh, to, to, to advocate for, uh, for reforming criminals who think they don't have anything of, to offer for society. So he's had this incredible arc where he was an Avenger. He was a defender. He was on so many different, he was a champion. He was on a lot of different squads, but in the end, Sam Wilson, uh, much like his father became a preacher of his own in teaching uh, the word of you can pick yourself up. You can get out of what, you know, your life has become. Look what I did. I, I was a partner to captain America. Um, I was Captain America and, and you can do whatever you want, hard work, determination. And so he's now, that's what he does. He's a champion for the people. So he's in an awesome arc. I would recommend there was a Falcon mini series. It was a four issue mini series. Um, it's very, very well done. Um, also there was a, a volume four, uh, of the Avengers. So that was like the fourth incarnation of the Avengers where he's a part of the team and he leads a, he has this awesome moment with the red scroll where the red scroll tells him to keep his hands off of him. And, and he keeps like teasing Sam. It's this amazing thing where Sam tells you that not when I get free, I'm not only going to beat you, I'm going to break your jaw. <laughs> and sure enough, Sam gets free and he literally separates the skull's jaw. And it is awesome. Epic. Uh, so Sam Wilson, great character. Yep. Uh, finest trade paperback. You can pick it up at, at your local comic book store, Rogue City Comics. Uh, could have it, maybe National Games. And so that is the tale of Sam Wilson, awesome. your current Captain America on Disney+. Plus. That's right. All right. Yes. So stay tuned. Yeah, look out for him in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes, sir. Coming, I think, in fall. They moved it up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, they, it's they, coming they, soon. They moved it up to fall and stuff from Disney+. Plus. So absolutely, I'm there for that. So we're going to get into a, another legend. We kind of talked about them a little bit, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat some stuff. But uh, we're going to talk about uh, Eric Brooks. Heck yeah. Also known as Blade. Now, Blade, so let's just start with Eric Eric Brooks, his origin story and stuff. So he was born in, so he was born in London, right? He was actually born in a whorehouse and they, his, cause his mom, you know, Tara Brooks, you know, was a lady of the night 
And, you know, so they, so when, she, you know, so while she was pregnant, she, you know, uh, with him, uh, she still, that was her profession. So they summoned a actual uh, doctor to come and, you know, when she was ready to give birth to, to Eric. And the doctor they summoned wasn't actually any regular doc- doctor. It was a vampire by the name of Deacon Frost. And so Deacon started feasting on Blade's mom while he was being born. And some of what makes Deacon a vampire passed on down to passed on down to to Blade or to Eric. And right before Deacon can start feasting on Eric himself, he was actually, you know, uh ganged up on by all the people that lived in that house and stuff and ran off and stuff. So he he missed his chance to kind of end to seal uh, Eric's fate. To eat the baby. To eat the baby, yes. <laughs> he wanted to eat the baby. So if, if you didn't like Deacon Frost and, and you know, in the Blade in the set, ninth, in the ni- uh, 97, you're not going to like this Deacon Frost either. So anyway, so he was, uh, so anyway, so Tara died from that and Blade was actually passed some vampiric powers. He was known as kind of a half breed, which means he, he, he was part human. He was part vampire. He had, uh, uh, basically a lot of vampirous, uh, type of qualities and stuff. You know, he had a, a super hearing, a really improved sight, some strength improvement, agility, he wasn't he wasn't the blade blade quite yet and stuff. Now I'll get into that part later. But um yeah, he so he also had uh sun sensitivity and stuff, which is also uh, vampires had and stuff. So it was probably, you know, so Blade kind of had to kind of deal with this and and good thing that London was kind of this um so like those in the states kind of like Washington. It's kind of overcast. So it wasn't, you know, that hard and if you seen What's a sparkling vampire? Oh, Twilight? Yeah. <laughs> you see why they could be out in the day and stuff on the overcast. I can't stuff. believe we mentioned Twilight in the Marvel I, I just had to have a comparison. I, get, I got stuff. it. I got it. And so, yeah, so that's why he was able to kind of, he was able to go to school and, and do all that stuff. But um, he, you know, he had affinity for, for weapons and stuff, primarily uh, sharp edge weapons. And so that's kind of where he kind of earned the nickname Blade. But anyway, so one day while he was actually coming home from school, this is the part where I, I think would be perfect for Wesley Snipes, for any of you MCU people out there listening and stuff. He actually sees this really old man being attacked in his alleyway by four guys. And Blade, you know, even though he was a young boy, was known to rumble and stuff because he had uh, super speed or actually heightened speed and agility and stuff. He was able to kind of take him on, but he he kind of stopped froze because he saw something that you wouldn't typically see from muggers. Like they had them, they were vampires and stuff. They had fangs and everything else. And so he kind of froze. And while he froze, he's watching this old man being attacked. And then all of a sudden, this old man turned the tables on these vampires, whipped out a long knife from his uh, silver cane and did away with the dispatched of these vampires and stuff. Um, the old man, you know, ran into Blade, uh, talked to, you know, young Eric and stuff, and ended, they ended up bonding and stuff. And to the point where he actually moved into the uh, whorehouse where Blade lived and actually decided to become his mentor. He taught Blade, you know, he, t- he, he confessed to Blade, I'm a vampire hunter. Um, Blade, you know, told him, you know, his mom was killed by vampires and stuff. And so Blade was in. And so he taught Blade everything. He took him under his wing, taught him everything he needs to know. 
And as Blade kind of grew up through the ranks as a teenager and stuff, um, uh, Jamal. So Jamal Afari is the guy's name. I, I tend to forget uh, uh, forget certain details about characters and stuff. But but the jazz musician guy, uh, aka Vampire Hunter, is called Jamal Jamal Afari. And so one day, you know, Blade's a teenager and stuff, and Jamal kind of goes missing for like a week. So Blade goes says out to go look for him. And finds him, but it's not him. It, it, he's got turned into a vampire, and he was turned into a vampire by Dracula himself. And so, you know, Blade tried his best to to reason with Jamal and tried to kind of, you know, this is his mentor, his father, his father figure, and it was too late. And so he, Jamal Afari, tried to attack Blade. Blade was forced to kill him, and this is what began the bloodless rage of a vampire hunter blade swore right then and there not only did uh deacon frost another vampire took his mom but uh dracula took the only father figure he's ever known that taught him everything that he you know he he let down the wall you know for this guy and it's you know he was taken right for him and and not only that he was forced to kill him and so he swore to rid the world of vampires and his two primary missions was hunting down Deacon Frost and, and Dracula and dispatching both of them and stuff. And it, it makes, it's, it's an amazing read. I mean, the, the old blade back in the seventies, he had, he kind of had a, uh, it was, it's, you know, it's kind of dated. He had a kind of a yellow uh, leather jacket with a, uh, uh, with the bandolier with the uh, stakes and stuff in it. And, you know, um, he's, he's a far, he's far different character than the Wesley Snipes one made famous and stuff. The, you know, I, I like to say he's the, the Wesley Snipes one's the black on black on black vampire black leather jacket black shades on the black guy awesome <laughs> he's just he, he was just he has a coolness factor and stuff oh okay so yeah so anyway he ends up um later you know he he would te- he he'd been known to kind of team up with different marvel characters and stuff um uh the most notable one is his team up with spider-man when they were hunting morbius who were about to have a movie about mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was Morbius who actually ended up biting Blade. And because of Blade, who was who he was, and Morbius became a vampire, which I'm not going to spoil anything in a certain different way, um, that bite transformed Blade into a super freaking hero. Like, he gotten all of vamp- the vampire's uh, strengths, None. He lost all of their weaknesses. He was no longer sensitive to light. He was essentially dubbed Daywalker and stuff. So, I mean, he was, I mean, when you, when you see vampires are known for speed and he was better than that and stuff. So he became like a super vampire hunter thanks to Morbius and that bite and stuff. So, but that was part of that team up, that team up with uh, him and Spider-Man. And, and so now we have, you know, this is, this is, you know, Blade. He ended up killing uh, Dracula. If you read the comics and stuff and, you know, and the, I think it's the tomb of the dead or uh, the tomb of Dracula, which Dracula comes back later and stuff. And Morbius ends up uh, escaping and stuff. And, you know, and Blade becomes part of the Avengers for a little while, but he leaves because there's a, uh, another kind of vampire like Avengers that blade kind of wants to kill but you know has a has a different you know uh, there's some differences so he goes he goes away um but he has some really cool team ups and stuff um including the the midnight suns and 
Midnight Suns, which they're hunting ghouls and monsters and stuff. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm trying to make this short because you know, Blade Blade has amazing powers. He has, you know, he uh, has a he can hypnotize you. Most they don't show that in the kind of the movies and stuff, and make you do what he wants. On top of having super agility and speed, he's super strength. He can lift about ten tons. He can jump about a couple hundred yards. It's kind of like watching if you watch uh, the Incredible Hulk jump. That's how Blade can jump too and stuff. So he's a very formidable foe and and an amazing uh, amazing hero and stuff. And he kind of walks with his own beat. So he, he's he's almost on the the anti hero. If he would be more of anti hero if he didn't have a mission to rid the world of these villainous you know uh, vampires and stuff. So anyway. I don't want to spoil anything that Blade's coming up, and I hope they kind of stick to more to the origin stories. But that's Eric Brooks, aka Blade, the Daywalker, in kind of a little a little short story package there of his origin story. So very and good. I'm, we're getting told by our, our studio producer here we're, <laughs> to, we're, to wrap things we're, up. We're wrap, we need to wrap it up. And stuff. They're going to start playing the Grammy music for us. Oh, they're they're going to be playing us out. And so, yeah. Hey, mine was, was I, I think mine was short. I actually liked yours because uh, on Sam Wilson because I didn't know most. I didn't know some of that stuff. That wow. was actually pretty pretty nice. cool. Thank so you. I love that. So yeah, what? Well, I got more time. Blade is a present day Avenger, by the way. He's on the current team. Oh, I thought you were like, hey, trying to get my attention. Like, hey, wrap it up. I think he was saying 10. You're talking too much. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, no. But, um, yeah. I'm a huge, I'm a huge, a huge fan of of Blade. And so, I, I... I mean, some of the, like I said, some of the powers are are amazing, <laughs> and I can't wait for them to to be seen on the big screen again. again. So the reboot version of Blade should be pretty cool. Um, like I said, Wesley Snipes, it just man, the timing. I mean, he, not only that, Wesley Snipes is a martial artist, and he just kind he just looks the part. He just has that. He had that cool swagger in the '90s and stuff. And I was like, okay. Yeah, that's that's Blade. That, that's Blade. And I, he might be a, a vampire in real life because that dude has not aged. Oh no, no, him and him and Paul Rudd are just like no. I don't understand. I don't get it. So, uh, but yeah, so those are some rundowns on a couple of characters. Uh, let us know. I, you know, you can you can contact us through the the Disinsider web page or. The decast, but let us know if uh, you have a character you'd like us to do a bio oh, yeah. on. We'll deep dive any character, or if you have any. Okay, if yeah. you have any any rumors you'd like us to discuss, or any rabbit holes you want us to go down, Absolutely. because we're ready to do it all. Any matchups, uh, of course. Want us, want us <laughs> Big Papa Disney wants us to do a Scarlet Witch one. Okay, we'll do. I mean, actually, I like Scarlet Witch. She she is, uh, believe it or not. One. You know what? We'll. She, she, on the we'll power the tier, she's yeah, she's one of them. If, if you want to for next week, if you want to do Scarlet Witch, I'll do Quicksilver. I'll do her brother. I, I'm not saying I'll do Scarlet Witch, but I'll do Scarlet Witch for you. There you go. I'll do one. There it is. We'll do. I'll do. Things. I'll do her twin brother. Okay. And you won't see that coming. You, did you not see that coming? <laughs> So he's a little bit of a different character in the comic books than he was in the movies. But I do want to give fans a chance. So I tell you what. If you know, if you, if you want, you know, definitely check out our, our Patreon, which is the on, which is the decast. It kind of helps us keep the lights on here, make sure equipment is up and running and stuff. And and also, if you're a Patreon already, you know, feel free to send us a shout out. We kind of give preference to those who actually support us and stuff. We we love you all. You're all part of the tribe. But there there we give a little extra to those who actually help financially support us because it's, it's because of them we're able to actually talk to you guys and stuff and do this really cool thing and and 
have multiple shows now. I mean, we have, you know, us, which is the Marvel tribe, dynamic duel, Chris and, and Dave here. Uh, we have the DCAS, which, you know, we all there's we'll be a, there tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll be there tomorrow night. Uh, we have a new podcast coming out. What's it called here? Extra Magic Hour, which talks about the Disney parks and everything that some even some really cool secrets you may not even know. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be amazing. And we have uh, um, Andy's show as well. Yep, um, Andy's show, the insiders, the insiders and yeah. stuff. And these guys have some really cool, trusted inside source, and and they haven't been wrong yet. So <laughs> it's true. you know, trust me, we are the furthest thing from we got you covered, Doc. I hate to even give them even kind of plug. <laughs> I, I, can we can we undo that? We're we're we're, we're not them. So yes, yeah. we vet. Our sources very very clearly and if it's a rumor we let you know it's a rumor yes so yes you can get that from the marvel tribe yeah also thank you uh the first episode got a lot more views than i thought it was going to oh, yeah. I, I gotta tell you so thank you from the from the bottom of our hearts this is uh awesome i, I hope that we just we keep growing and we keep, we're able to keep having fun with you guys i hope you had fun with this episode yeah absolutely. because you know we're, we're putting it together we're just trying to trying to geek out a little bit and invite people into this tribe that we've We've established that's just a, an awesome MCU slash, you know, like I said, from the big screen to the small print. We want to cover everything, everything Marvel that we can. And uh, we will see you next week for episode three. Don't forget, we have the decast tomorrow night. Plus, the extra magic hour will be coming out as well. You want to tell where people can reach you out? Yes, you, wanna... can, you can reach me at uh, Big Daddy CMB. That's D-A-D-D-D-Y CMB at... Um, uh, you can reach me from the page of from the page of the of the the, the Diz Insider as well. You can address any questions you want or any comments. You can also leave us reviews on iTunes, please. Um, that always seems to help us, and it gets the word out faster about the podcast. If this is something that you like as much as we enjoy doing it, then then please leave us some some rated uh, reviews. Absolutely. Positive, negative. We we want your honest feedback, uh, David. Where can they reach you? So you can reach me at the Blurred Hulk, both on Twitter and Instagram. Um, just yeah, feel free to just stop by and say hi. Uh, give me some positive feedback or negative feedback. I don't really. I'll ignore the negative feedback, but give me some feedback anyway and stuff. I mean, I'm having fun. I want to do more of this and get into really deep dives, get into some verses, verses, you know, characters and stuff. Just, just get, let's, let's get, fun. let's have some fun. Let's, let's do this. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. So, so. All right, that, that was just the taste. We, we, we didn't buy the rights, so I can only do like eight seconds. Of it. So we're, we're, we're good, right? I'm, yep. li- I'm looking at our legal team. He doesn't know, so that's a yes. We're good. All right. But thanks, All right. thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week on The Marvel Tribe. Right on. You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast Family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts.